0: Episode 35. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when
1: the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no!
0: Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. Good evening, Doronomy fans. I'm ASUS, the man on the other side of the mic, making an Ali-like return to the ring, Mr. EC. Man, so good to be back, man. I can't thank you
1: personally enough for being in my corner the whole time during that rough patch there. It was definitely rough, so good to be back. But uh, like I say, super shout-out to you for taking care of me mentally uh, feeding the family even i mean uh just completely making sure i was all right i appreciate i appreciate the love man uh lots of love right back to you
0: no, the love came from the fans you see the love came from the fans trust me uh but yes i'm we're glad you're back because i'm pretty sure the fans are probably tired of hearing monologues from <laughs> me uh ranting and raving they were tired of having a uh, me uh, bashing on people, uh, apparently my negative Nancy attitude that I have. They need some positive. They need some light in their, their life. You see, you are the light of their life. Uh, uh, you this can't go, the go wrong with a good.
1: You can't go wrong with a good. Hey, Suits man, yeah. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. It's it, good for your health.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, but you, you're back. You're healthy. Your family's yes. healthy. That's all that matters. That's all that matters, yes. you see. And then we're glad you're back. So we see a lot's happened uh, since you were last on. I want to get your opinion. Close the transfer window. I want to get you, what is your grade? How do United do on the transfer window? Because everybody's heard my opinion. Now they want to hear yours.
1: Yeah, so transfer window for me, if I found grading from, you know, F uh, being the worst to A being, you know, they hit a grand slam, I would have to give them a C. Um, I think, obviously, when you look at a transfer window, you know, one of the things that, you you need to do is you need to say okay what are some of the positions that we need to improve upon um i think before all the the the, the back line issues that we're seeing now we already knew we had a center back issue um that hasn't been addressed i think um you know the the forward position even i think you know it's great to have a good forward but i think it's great to have good competition um, for so that Tony doesn't get comfortable up there and think, Oh, I had the, the best season of my life. This is it. No, you got to continue to put your uh, neck on these players and, and make sure that they, um, you know, not really that they're looking over their shoulder, but just as so they know that they can't get comfortable because their positions can be, can be taken. Um, and then I think, you know, with the addition of a Vandebake, I think it's good, but I think you kind of already have someone that plays that role uh, in Bruno and I just, I don't really think that fits. So um, the the only reason why um, I would give them a C is because they did go out and get a left back that I think is a formidable um, left back that would that, that will challenge Shaw, and I think that's good. But um, I just think we missed the mark on a lot of positions uh, in areas where I think we could have strengthened center forward, center back, um, you know, even, even strengthening that right back position, which you know, I think uh, we've we've had some issues, and you can kind of see lately where a- AWB's been here the past couple games. Um, I just don't think they dove deep enough. Like I said, midfield. Yes, it's great to get Donnie, but I think going, you know, at a at a at a wing position, an actual true winger, because I think Greenwood is a true striker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going and get a, a getting a winger would have been great. So I give him a C um, if I'm if I'm grading him. Um, you know, like I said, Telez, I think it's gonna be a great addition. Um, I think it kind of it it gives Ole options. And I know we'll talk about um position and lineups and kind of the things that he might do, but I think when you bring in someone like Telez and you see, you know, last season where Shaw played center back and I I think played fairly well, um this Telez addition allows you to kind of go back to something like that. Um and 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 you still have a pretty solid guy who's not just going to get forward but he's also going to cross the ball and he's going to try to score so um you know, it's like to vendebake but i just feel like you know we already kind of have that um not in spades but i think i think bruno has that position on lock i think pogba has it on lock so it's difficult for him to come into the team you don't want to bench the kid which is essentially what we've been doing you know he we, will get a couple minutes here and there but um, you want somebody like him to come in and, and continue to play and it's just difficult with the names that are in front of him
0: yeah no 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 a C is I, I, generous that's I, a very generous great EC um, I know when we talked about our position in need I said obviously of center forward and with the addition of Edison Gavani was not the center forward that I was kind of hoping for uh, but I don't know if I'm I'm living in the past. Am I reminiscing on Edison Cavani of old, or what his current what, what his current form is? Because he's he has been he, was it last year he was injured and he has not played for PSG. I think what he had what how many games last year? Four games. Somewhere four games the, yeah, total. Four, yeah. Total, right? So
1: injury bug might. Hopefully it's not sticking yeah. around. But
0: but I've always rated Edison Cavani as a player. If he can be the Edison Cavani of old. I don't know. That's you know that's key. I'm rooting for him. Uh, I I don't see it. I don't see it as a bad. I mean I see it as a bad transfer. As in, we waited to the last minute and we threw shit at the wall, right? And you know it's like okay, who's available? Just like we did with Igalo last year. Last I mean in the January transfer window, we had no specific plan, uh, or our plans were just thwarted. And and if and if anything's if Patrice ever is right. Uh, we're sending people, lawyers to do a manager's position or a, a director of football's, you know, job, basically. Uh, and then they're just getting the best available. Cavani, obviously we didn't pay uh, pay the amount of uh, the transfer fee for him. But I think he's on some pretty high wages uh, for a player that has been injured, a uh, player that has not played too much. Uh, and that's what I thought we were trying to get away with, having these big money sign uh, players. On high wages and disrupting the chemistry of the club, like we had with Alexi Sanchez. Even though technically it was a swap deal with uh, Megatarian uh, and Sanchez, but yes, we did not pay out of pocket for Alexi Sanchez, but he was on high wages. The Teias thing, uh, that um, that one intrigues me because uh to far to my knowledge. I don't know. It's difficult to rate him. He doesn't. He doesn't get games for Brazil, does he? As far as I know,
1: um, I haven't seen him. The last time that they played, I didn't see him uh, feature. Um, it's hard, so it's hard, it's hard to the break into the squad bench.
0: with, Marce- with Marce- Marcelo still there, right? Yeah. Um, but as a player that's twenty-seven or twenty-six, somewhere in there. Uh, not breaking into the to the brazilian squad kind of worries me maybe maybe it's politics i don't know you know be- between the brazilian squad uh but a guy that's 27 uh 26 27 and still playing at porto uh i think it was porto right yeah it's porto yeah, yeah. uh still playing at porto and has not made a move to a larger club uh, that 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 kind of scares me but intrigues me because i've seen the highlights Obviously, it's in the Portuguese league. So, I mean, if he comes in and bombs down the left-hand side of the wing, gives good service, and, you know, as occasionally scores goal, hey, awesome, because I think we got him for, what, 15, I think, 15 or 22 million, one of the two, I think. Uh, very cheap, very cheap, compared to going the going right United prices, right? Because it's always a 20% markup on whoever we want. We, we mention a player, and, all right, 20% markup, 30% markup, we're going to pay more. Uh, we got him pretty cheap. Van der Beek, yes, the guy. I mean, I think he should play more. Uh, I don't know who's odd, the odd man out is. Uh, if if you could fit Bruno Pogba and Van der Beek, who's going to be playing that defensive midfielder role uh, or playing quarterback? Yeah, I know you talk about the um, uh, you talk about the um, uh, Pogba getting more an advanced role and. I think I forgot who was uh, who was watching yesterday, and they're talking about Pogba being more of a box to box midfielder, which I've always wanted, uh, which he wasn't. He's not, but for France, that's what he's playing. He's playing that box to box midfield. Um, getting Van de Beek in there to play in that ten position and taking it away from Bruno is going to be hard. But I believe you and I are on agreement with that. That's his best. That's that's where he's going to play best. If he can come on and play up top where Rashford is. And put Rashford maybe in of the Greenwood spot, especially for this game against Newcastle. And put Greenwood up top. Maybe that might work. Who knows? Uh, hopefully, Ole You know, hopefully Ola is thinking about these different ta- you know lineups. Just because we want to get Van der Beek in, and I think that you know that'll work out. Uh, and then the other kids, right? Um, Fungado Pest Palestri. Uh, the kid plays played on Uruguayan uh, with the Uruguayan team. Uh, South American players scare me, especially when they come to United, you know, we, there's the history of De, Diego Forlorn or Forlon, but yes, they call him Diego Forlorn. Um, and then obviously Dan Heldie Maria, um, uh, uh, Anderson, you know, they have this, um, it is when they come to United, uh, was it Sebastian Veron? When they come to United it does, does not seem to work out all the time. So this guy's young. He has talent. He has speed. But coming to United at such a young age, uh, not I'm not a not a, not a big money. No, there's not a lot of expectation. But it's not that kind of signing that I you and I think that we needed. Uh, who else do we sign? One more kid. I think he's African. Yes, yes. The, the he plays for a French team. Is he French? Oh, but he's playing on a French team. He's ivory. He's from Ivory Coast. Yeah. Um, He's not coming, uh, Traore. There you go. That's the guy's the kid's name. His last name's Troy. Traore. Uh, that's the kid. Uh, he's a kid again. I mean, if you want, if we we hit it out of the park this transfer window, we made an A plus, and in this transfer window and the January transfer window of signing academy players. I mean, we have a striker from Belgrade that's in, still in Belgrade academy player. Uh, we have this kid. You know, not going to come in come to us in in, in, in this, until January. But he's still a kid. Palestri still a kid. If we hit it out of the park, um, and how, how, I couldn't tell you how many academy uh, players we assigned, but we didn't upgrade the first team to the liking to, to – we didn't upgrade the first team to where we can compete. We still have a lot of dead wood. We still have a lot of players that we need to get rid of. Um, we don't have – we didn't sign – We our, our, our biggest need, especially because I don't know if it's heads in the game, a center back. Harry Maguire's head is, as far as my opinion, his head is up his ass. Uh, you saw it with England. You see the mistakes he's making. Uh, I think the guy needs a break. Mistakes, that I mean, it's probably some spillover from his Greece thing. I don't know. I don't know what why Harry Maguire's form from last year has dropped off so much to this year. Lindelof as well. We needed a center back, and we failed at that. I don't know if they're relying on Eric Bailly. And these kids, uh, Mingi, Mengi, um, uh, tit, um, Axel Twanzabe's back. You you said Luke Shaw. If he changes the formation, maybe Luke Shaw could be our uh, Danny Bailey, right? Uh, when you remember when when Bailey was uh, playing alongside was a Chris Mollinger or you know uh, Jones. He was a you know he was a midfielder. So I mean, who knows? Who know? Who knows where the head of this board? Uh, or the head of Ole is gonna is gonna happen, but we didn't uh, we didn't dress the, the needs, the 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 need, the needed area. We needed a, um, a center back, uh, and we needed a right winger, and we did not get that. Uh, so, time will tell uh, where these where these uh, where these signings happen. Luckily, the Cavani thing is only a two year deal, so it's not like it's gonna hurt us too much in the pocket. Like the Alexi Sanchez would, when we're I think we we're still paying Alexi Sanchez wages right now, or or you know, or, or I think we're still. Are we no, he's of off the books. He's off the books. Yeah. Well, last year we played paid his wage. we
1: we paid that four hundred grand a week <laughs> yeah. last year for sure. Yeah. God bless Inter Milan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they got do <duped clears throat> to pay that wage, but I mean it's just things like that. Uh, it's just making stupid deals, desperate deals, and that's what we look, and that's what way we look like when when Chelsea is going in there. Bang, 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 making moves. I mean, they don't need to make moves on transfer day. When um oh, God bless Wolves, because they're I mean, if if the the whole quarantine thing had happened over the weekend, wolves would you know I mean Wolves made moves. Uh Leeds has made yeah. moves, uh, and quality moves, not desperate moves. And they're making them um, you know, right before the transfer window. So when the transfer deadline happens, they don't need to make a splash. Hell, even um, City made some moves, not very many, but City made some moves. Uh, what do you call it? Liverpool made moves. It's just we're just waiting on. Um, we just had our sights set on Jane Sancho, and put our eggs in one basket. And we weren't listening. It's like we were talking to Dortmund. We weren't listening to Dortmund. You know what I mean? What's that line from? Um, what's that line from? A uh, uh, white man can't jump. Remember that line. You hear Jimmy, but you ain't listening to Jimmy, right?
1: Yeah. That's
0: Dortmund. That Dortmund was Jimmy. Mm-hmm. We were hearing Jimmy, but we ain't listening to Jimmy, all right? And Jimmy told us, "Hey, you ain't getting this guy. Period. You ain't. You ain't meet him. You didn't meet our initial asking price. You 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 stalled. You're a bad businessman, obviously, because we send lawyers instead of actually footballers, uh, football um, people. Uh, and you know what? Hey, I don't care if you you know you you give him one hundred forty. No." Hundred you know, 150? No, we're not gonna give them to you. Just out a spite. And they already come out and said they're not selling him in January, even if they meet their asking price of 120. Bad business. Bad business. Bad business by the board. Woodward. Uh, Matt Judge or Mike Judge, I can't remember. Matt one, the, the the one's the dude from uh, Beavis and Butthead, the other one's the <laughs> the other one's the dude from uh, our, our 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 sporting director, whatever you want to fucking call that guy. Anyways, he's acting like Beavis and Butthead. Um, but it's just things like that just frustrate the fan base, and I think the fan base is, has been frustrated too long in these transfer windows. We get our hopes up too much, uh, and then these 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 stories that just leak to the press, leak to the press, leak to the press, to the press and then we just you know, uh, you know, even even Fabrizio Romano got played several times. I think in several several transfer rumors, obviously the Jane Sancho one, because he he leaked that. The I mean the Jane Sancho uh, transfer was imminent back in July I think and uh, never happened. Um, but even the best even the best sports writers are were getting played by the club because the club would leak out of this information. So yeah, I'll give him a, a your your C was generous. I gave him a borderline F to D, and I know there's certain people out there in this. In this environment, that think I'm just too harsh. I'm not a Man United fan, and I need to support my club. But I call a spade a spade a spade. Uh, all right, EC. Uh, what happened? We had an international break. I already spoke up about Henry Harry Maguire. Uh, I've talked about him. What is your opinion about what we need to do with Harry Maguire? Because he had a bad day yesterday uh, with the England. Uh, he's had bad games with us, um, and I know you you didn't talk. We didn't talk after the last match. And he had a lot of doing with uh, why we got the shit kicked out of us at Tottenham. What's wrong with what's wrong with this player? I mean, is is it in his head? Is he just lost his talent, or he's just not that talent?
1: I don't think he's as good as everybody thinks he is. That's that's the first part. I think he's. I don't think he sucks. I think that's that's um. It's it's clear that he has talent. It's clear that he's good in the air um it's it's clear that he you know understands where he's supposed to be he can ping a pass um pretty consistently um which you know is, is pretty rare for a center back so it's clear that he has talent um and it's not his fault that he cost 80 million that's between the, the two clubs and i know you talked earlier about you know the united tax well he's also on the english uh national team so that's going to come into play as well. So that has nothing to do um, to do with it at all. I just think that it's being kind of blown out of proportion. People are talking about his mental. I think the guy knows how to play soccer, football, and he's in, he's, he's in a bad run of form. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're in a bad run of form, you need to have a seat and bust your butt in practice show that you deserve to be the starter show that you deserve to be the captain and then you bring him back out there i think this is this is kind of the you know people having to have that i got to check myself moment because a lot of the stuff that i hear it's about his mental when it comes to jesse lingard it's about his mental when it comes to pogba he just sucks and i think (laughs) when you i think It's fair to say to a player like Pogba, who's, in my opinion, in a bad run of form. I know he played well for France, and I hope that those things can translate. The reason I don't think they will is because it's two totally different teams. But I think it's fair to say, hey, Pogba, you're not playing really well. I love you, but you need to take a break. Same thing with Harry. Hey, love you. You're, You're a great player for us, but you're in a bad run of form. And what I have to start to show the rest of the players on the team is, is that when players go into a bad run of form, I don't just let them play through it. Mm-hmm. You sit on the bench, you take a break, and you you're gonna get hungry because you you're a, you're a football player and you're you're playing at a high level. So if you see somebody that's out there and you think you can do the same thing, I'll give you another chance to show and prove that you can do it. But this whole mental health thing and it's a grease rollover. He's not. Through it, he's been playing football since he's a little kid. He knows how to play. Players go through bad spats of form; it happens all the time. If it's a situation where Ole, I think, plays him, I think it's only going to do him worse. Because, like I said, if he does any, if he goes out this Saturday night and he has a crappy game, everyone's going to say you should have just sat him, Ole. What are you doing? Here we go again. You have an opportunity to play someone else. You see that he's clearly not playing well. He played horrible in the in the last game against Spurs. He played horrible in the national team. I think he only played 23 minutes or so. So, you know, and and they were too horrible. If you saw the first challenge, he's way out of position. Mm-hmm. He has no reason to make that first tackle on on that striker. But he goes all the way up the field past the halfway line and makes that tackle. Then knowing he's on a on a yellow, Yes, he did get the ball, but he just keeps his foot out. It's like he it's almost like he didn't want to play anymore. Because he after you get the ball, just put push your foot back. You're not a robot. You're not playing FIFA. Roll your foot back, get out of the way. You made a great play on the ball after he screwed it up with a horrible touch. So I think people have to be consistent. It's not about not I'm not saying that mental health not a thing that people go through because you get on Twitter, you get on, on Instagram and people are talking crap about your mom and your dad. That stuff's real. That stuff hurts your feelings if you read it. I don't I don't know why um, celebrities would read any of that crap, but I'm not going to give him a cop out of that. I'm going I'm going to look at what I see and that's what I can comment on. I don't know if he's having a fight with his girlfriend or if his mom and dad are not feeling well or if he's still, you know, feeling nervous about the fact that he could go to jail or have to pay a fine. I'm looking at the football that's on the pitch and he's already not one of my favorites. I, like I said, I don't think he has the right partnership and I don't like that because it's almost like I have to go out and buy someone else to fit this guy so that it works for him. I've never liked that, but I'll support the guy, but at the same time, I'm going to be real with you. And it's the same same thing about players on the team that I think that that I like, like Pogba. If you're not playing well, you need to take a seat. And the, the, you brought Donny Van de Beek. It's not a big money deal, but the kid can play. He scored his first goal for his country uh, over the weekend. Give him a shot. You got you got Shaw, who you know can play center back. You got Eric Bailly still. Sit McGuire down because of his form. <clears throat> and play someone else. And and if like, like I said, if you're hungry, just like anybody that's played sport and you see somebody playing your position, you're going to bust your butt to want to get back. And you're going to, you're going to want to get back to, to what you're doing, but uh, I, it's not going to happen. He will play Saturday. Um, we'll go over lineups later on, but I just, I know he's going to play. He's, he's a captain, you know, he's not going to want to mess up anything in the locker room. So he'll play him.
0: Two two quick questions before we wrap up the Harry Maguire thing because I want to get onto the Bruno. Um, has Ole played him too much? Uh, I mean, usually when we had Sir Alex, uh, Johnny Evans, and John O'Shea would come in uh, and and in substitute uh, for Ferdinand and Rio. Uh, I mean Ferdinand and Vidic. You know, we they would they, we had two we had two quality backups. And last season it was like Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire cup game, Harry Maguire, uh, League Cup, Harry Maguire, uh, Europa Cup, Harry Maguire, Le- uh, Premier League, Harry Maguire. Is there something that you know that we just overplayed him last year? I don't think he overplayed him. I think the coach is going to know how fit you are, and
1: if you're fit and you're healthy, you should play. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, my my thing is if if your form is is down, and you're not playing to the level of the expectation not the contract like we i think we get too caught up in the contract and the money and you're here for this you should be playing at a high level if you if you're good enough to make your your national team and england's not a crappy national team i know they've been playing like crap lately but it's not a crappy national team there's a lot of really good players in that team and you're at a huge top 6 club you need to play at a high level and if you're not you got to sit down and I think it goes back into what you were saying before when you start giving out grades about the transfer uh, market. If you're getting a horrible transfer market grade, that just lets you know the players that are already there know that if I play like crap, who are you going to put in? <laughs> you don't trust You don't trust uh, Bae. You don't trust Mengi. You don't trust any of these kids. So if I go out and have a stinker, oh, well, I'm going to play again next week because you don't have any other options. Yeah. So I just think that it's it's huge when you don't back your manager, when you don't give him what he's asking for. I'm hoping he did ask for center backs. I feel like Smalling was a bad loss. I think he could have helped, especially in the situation that we're in right now. He at least is going to play his position. He at least is going to be where he's supposed to be. I love Bailly, but if we're being honest, if we're being real, he freaks you out. Mm-hmm. When you see him out there, you don't know what the hell he's going to do. Yeah. Lindelof, again, another guy, you know, $30 million comes in. You know, he's supposed to improve his game, up his game. You don't know what you're going to get. Okay. And I think that's kind of the position all lays in where he's like, okay, I got Harry, he's solid, and I'm going to go ahead and play
0: him. Uh, quick yes or no answer. Quick yes or no. Uh, stripped – should we strip the captaincy from him or not? No. Okay. I, I, I'm on the fence with that. Just put it that way. I – I, I think there's more. I've always, you know, I talked about leadership on this team, and I think that's what we lack. And I think Harry Maguire lacks leadership. Uh, the leadership, even yes, I always say rah rah shish kumbal leader, uh, but you know, even leading by example, I think he's 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 kind of failed uh, that that um, that mark. All right, let's get to Bruno. We dodge a bullet, right? E C. Bruno Cristiano Ronaldo, the great. Christian I don't know, CR7, came down with the COVID with the Portuguese national team. Uh, Bruno obviously played on the Portuguese national team. He um, tested negative for COVID, so there. I I thought they were gonna uh, the English uh, the English FA or the government of uh, England was gonna say you know what you've come in contact with the court uh, somebody COVID we're not gonna let you come in till you've done your 14 day quarantine. Uh, you you've informed me before um, before the um, today that that is not happening that he will he will see the pitch um on um on saturday uh bruno left the game and uh shortly after halftime uh last last match uh there's rumors that, of, that him and uh i think uh was it harry mcguire were having Maguire a mcguire and Matich M- M- Matic having a dust up during halftime for that during that game uh, obviously, Ole did not uh, fancy that, and he sided with M- M- Maguire and Matic. It, I know a lot of, there's been a rumor mill about uh, about uh, Bruno, um, and a lot of it's been spun like the way that um, that, they, that that they the whole thing about uh, Alexi Sanchez, right? Him not, um, once he gets here, he's like, dude, you know, I want to go back. Or, hey, tell me, please tell him my contract. There's been people that have been saying that. Uh, there's been people saying that there's a rift between uh, Ole. Obviously, he's come out today and saying, "Hey, basically, keep my name at your mouth." A statement, you know. Don't if you don't know, you don't know, crap about what's going on here at the club. Everything's, you know, basically hunky dory, all rosy and and shiny and everything. Uh, but keep my, you know, keep my name at your mouth. What are we to believe? And what and should Bruno play? Because his form has been dipping. Uh, it's been dipping since last season. Um, and, uh, and should, is that fire that he's showing that, that he basically got on their ass? Is that, is that something that, that type of leadership we need that I say we've been missing?
1: Yeah, I think every team does. I think every team needs to have someone that you can come and, and you know they're going to give you the real. They're not going to sugarcoat it. They're going to tell you when things are going good and when things are going bad. And I think Roy Keane pointed that out uh, in his interview yesterday when he spoke about you know what what Harry Maguire is coming back into. You know Roy talked about you know when he would make mistakes with United when he played he came back to that locker room and there were so many guys in there that were going to hold him accountable one, but also put their arm around him and tell him, look, it's going to be all right. And Ian Wright was, uh, was also there in the room. And he said the same thing when he played with Arsenal, you know, back in the day, he knew that if he made a mistake or if the press got onto him, he could go into that locker room. He'd sit his butt down. They'd tell him, look, don't act like an idiot. We're going to support you. We're going to talk good about you in the press. And both of them to a man said, that's not something that Harry Maguire or Bruno is walking into. They're not going into a locker room where guys are going to, where guys are going to say, Hey, don't worry about it. We we know people are saying that you, you, you opened your mouth and you were being you know vocal about not liking the way that, that things were going. And cause he doesn't, you know, and, and I, I think it really did happen. I think that's the reason that he was pulled. Um, I think he's sick and and, and tired of being at this big club and we're not playing like we're at a big club. We're playing like we're playing Sunday afternoon uh, football. And I I don't think he's happy with it. Uh, And I think he is someone that needs to have other players like that around him, but it's, I don't think it's something that you can teach. I think when you look at Bruno and you look at his past, this is something that he's always done. He was the captain of the team that he was on before. He gets pissed off to the point where he's kicking Break, holes in locker down. rooms. Yeah. Yep. He, he, so this is in him. This is something that he had. Even if you watch the games this weekend when he played for Portugal, when things aren't going right, he's letting you know on the pitch. Like he's telling you, he, you you needed to pass it here. You needed to be making this run. You can watch and see the fire that's in this, this guy's belly. This is something that he was born with. So – I know he will never get to be the captain because he's going to speak his mind about how he feels. That's what happened with De Gea. De Gea said we were crap. Armband came off. Harry's going to say the right things. Harry's going to say the politically correct things. He's going to speak well. You're going to be able to understand him. That's what they want right now. Um, But, but it's, it's at the detriment to the club because again, you have to have people that are going to hold you accountable. It's not just about chewing a guy out or, or saying, you you know, you suck or whatever. It's also, I, I know he's going to keep real with me and he's going to protect me. Right. Remember, remember when Tony got that red card, if you go back and look, where's Harry Maguire at when they're arguing with the referees, he's nowhere to be found. He's standing watching the other players on our team, Pogba, Rashford they're in the referee's face saying no it's, it's not a card this guy flopped this is totally ridiculous where's Harry Maguire at he's yeah. nowhere to be found so those things are in you or they're not and it doesn't make him a bad player I'm not saying Harry sucks because he didn't go over there but a leader your captain always rushes over there when there's a call that's against your team it doesn't matter what club you go and watch I don't care what league uh, you play in the captain always goes over there gets in the referee's face and says, "Hey,
0: please the case that's not right. Yeah.
1: Please help me out. Go look at the VAR. Go do something. Help me out. Give him a yellow card. Don't kick him out. He's just standing there watching."
0: No, I mean, so, I think last time we had a uh, last time you and I were on the pod together, uh, I think I told you I was like I was pissed because Harry Maguire, I forgot it was uh Pogba actually went up and pled the pled, uh, pled the case yeah. for one of one of the fouls. I think it was in yeah. the box penalty. I'm like First of all, that surprised me because it was Paul Pogba. But second, of all, I was like, "Where the hell is the hair McGuire?" And that's why that's what I'm saying. Like, is dizzy deserve the captaincy? No. Should he be stripped? I'm borderline saying yes because somebody like Bruno uh, should be. Um, you know, I, I I am I maybe I'm old school. Maybe uh, a lot of these new new players need a need a hug, need a lollipop, and uh, they need their butts. You know, the little put a little. Uh, baby powder in their butts and be told they're 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 so great and so good and everything's gonna be all right no i i i always i always um responded to uh the i guess negative you know it's a your shit a get pick up your shit you know and in football that's the way i was i'm pretty sure i think you said you're the same way um maybe that's why the locker the soft because if they've been soft and that's the type of uh, player we have we have soft players and now we have a hard-nosed player coming in like Bruno and um it's not getting along well I don't know we don't know the atmosphere of the dressing room Bruno says it's fine so we'll we'll go with that uh let's go and re- real rapid uh, grades uh Martial played Van de Beek Rashford uh who else played uh Matic no Matic wasn't playing uh, how many players we have playing international duty and uh, Pogba real quick, played
1: international Pogba? I'm sorry, um, I,
0: forgot, I forgot. I forgot your guy. I Forgot Pogba. Two, sorry. T-
1: two uh, two goals uh, created in the last game they won. I don't know okay. if you got to see it or not. No, I don't. I don't. Freaking, I don't
0: follow the French team. Sorry.
1: Freaking phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the pass from halfway line into the box. Oh oh! oh I, I could have told you that. I could have told you. Okay. He, okay. he
0: gave that. He gave that hail mary pass all the time. Yes. Making yes, sure okay. we saw
1: that. So, no, um, Pogba played well, I think, over the break. It sucks because, you know, you see that type of form. You'd, you'd hope that it translates. I personally do not think that it will. Um, I, I do not think they play him correctly. That's for another story. Um, Tony played, came off the bench. I don't think he played very well at all. Um, just kind of lost out there on the left-hand side for me. Um, I didn't I didn't think he played that well. Um, Donnie played. Uh, got his first goal didn't play well in his first game for me um kind of giving the ball away a little bit too much but he did get his first goal so shout out to Donnie for for that um De Gea absolute stinker of a goal that he gave up um just out of position just completely out of position the and i, I want to say it was uh the ukraine yeah, think, i think shout out to them They're, they've got some good players but um completely uh, out of position and gave a a goal so didn't like didn't like that at all for his confidence but you know he'll be in goal for us this weekend uh who else played
0: uh bruno
1: bruno played i thought he played okay nothing spectacular nothing good played some good put good balls in here and there nothing you know where it stood out to where he just was horrible so he'll be in the squad um i thought rashford gave it away a bit too much but he did hustle did score a couple penalties. That's
0: what I was surprised of when I watched Rashford. It, it was it just, again, uh, somebody that I, and I know we can't afford it, if we had a player two, I think Rashford needs to come off the bench, at least for a couple of games to get his head on straight. There's uh, quite a few of sh- them that should come off the bench. <laughs> yeah, right? Hog- um, Hogba could come off the bench. Yeah. Why not? No, no. Um, Rashford, hey, I know. Rashford, I'm sorry, Dan James played for Wells. Rashford, yep. uh, congratulations on his uh, – medal for the british empire whatever i think that's pretty much equivalent to um the medal that the president gives out to regular citizens here in the united states i forgot what it's called the medal of freedom or something like that uh but congratulations to him what he's doing for his works uh we'll get to the we'll get to the um our lineups at the end of the pod but uh ec uh we have a special guest uh for the people in the pod uh he is somebody that's been on the pod but you probably know him as l dirty sanchez 19 or dirty sanchez 19 uh, or l dirty 19 i'm sorry that's on instagram that's what he is i know we brought him up on a couple of pods ago about some questions that he had and thank you for the contribution uh mr hunter taylor how you doing sir
2: how we doing, fellas? How we
0: doing this evening? Uh, stars Sounds and Stripes, funny. right there, bus. Uh, we like, like it. Jersey, yes, like the background. Uh, guys, we brought. We're bringing Hunter in because we had international break, and for what I've been told, I don't know about you, uh, EC, but I've been told this man is a guy to talk to when it comes to uh, USA football, and that's who we are. We're, we are. We are a podcast where United States podcast. So we need to talk to young bucks, you know, the up and coming guys that are, you know, that are playing abroad. Uh, this, the state uh of um of usa soccer so we're bringing the president uh quote unquote of USA soccer <laughs> quote of u.s <laughs> soccer to give us the state of the union of u.s soccer hunter i want you to plead first and foremost where are we at with u.s soccer where we're going and and we'll get into some topics here after that you tell us what, what is the state of u.s soccer where, where are we at well
2: it's uh Obviously, we have the, the whole pandemic thing that's kind of played a weird role in everything. But, I mean, the last U.S. game was in February of this year, one of a win against Costa Rica. Mostly young guys, not household names, very low coverage in the media. But uh, considering that, this is probably the most buzz we have had around the team possibly ever. Uh, you've got big names at big clubs like Pulisic and what he did what he did at Chelsea last year. In his first season, you've got Weston McKay going to Juventus. You've got Giovanni Reina not only kind of getting a starting spot with Dortmund, but, I mean, a hat-trick of assists the other day at 17. Now you've got Sergio Des going to Barcelona recently. I mean, I, I'd have to say this is probably the most <laughs> success we've had without playing a single game, and that's including against success at previous World Cups. Uh, you looked at five years ago, we had one national team player on a Champions League roster, as opposed to here recently in this last month. We've got at least 10 guys, and eight of them are under 23 years old. So for me, coming from the lowest of lows, not qualifying to now, it's uh, it's a good time to be a U.S. soccer fan, for sure.
0: So sky's the limit, basically. That's what you're saying.
2: Oh, oh yeah, most definitely, compared to, to where we are. If, even if you compare it against other nations, the young talent that we have right now, Uh, compared to them, I honestly think you've you've got a case that once these guys start getting to play together, uh, you're going to see the U.S. move up in world rankings very, very fast. What
0: are we currently (laughs) right now?
2: Uh, I don't even want to look at it, to be perfectly honest with you. (laughs) I I guarantee you we're probably third in just CONCACAF.
0: What's the highest we've ever been? EC, do you know? Uh, I think nationally, yeah, we were up there in the top 10 uh,
1: before the last World Cup. I mean, we've We've had squads. I think, you know, for me, uh, the last coach uh, just kind of screwed us over with Dempsey not playing. I mean, I feel like that Belgian game, the reason we lost it was because we didn't have a midfield that could control uh, that game because I felt like we played really well against him. I just felt like if you had a, 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 a Donovan in the midfield, I think it really would have helped. Um, so that, for me, it really left a bad taste in my mouth, you know, just for the decision-making because I felt like, you know, I know he was older – but I still feel like his presence out there really in the midfield um, um, would have helped. And so, you know, when I look at the squad, when I look at the kids now there are, you know, as Hunter mentioned a a ton of kids that are playing overseas um, that are on huge clubs. My only fear is that these kids don't get a chance to actually play. You know, you got Conrad De La Fuente, who's also at Barcelona, you know, you want those desks at Barcelona. I, I got to actually watch him play uh, last week. He came off the bench. And so, My fear is that we get into this thing of they're going to these big clubs, but they're not getting an opportunity to get out there and play. So you want the likes of Tyler Adams, who scored a great goal last year for them in Champions League. I know it was a deflection, but it still went into the back of the net. So I'm going to give it to him. Um, You want our guys to not only get to these big clubs, you know, like is doing, but you want them to actually get in there and play. Because this next World Cup for us, I just think it's huge. Because if we get if just imagine if we qualified for World Cup and played and Pulisic actually got out there and showed the entire world who he was. I think that would have elevated him to a status of like a superstar, because look at what he did for Chelsea last year. That's no surprise to us because we know who he is. But I think the world was kind of like, who's this American kid? Like he's coming out of nowhere. So we have to be able to in 2022, let these kids shine. And to, to Hunter's point, they're so young if you get them a full season and another one and we go into Qatar, I really think I'm not saying we can win the world cup, but I'm saying if you get to the semis, if you get to the quarters and these kids actually play and you get to see some of our stars shine, I think it's going to propel us in that next world cup. Now you're looking at these kids being seasoned veterans, having played in the world cup already at that point, I think then you can start to say, you know, now we can challenge and maybe even win a world cup. I know it sounds crazy, but when you look at, like, like Hunter said, when you look at how young these kids are now, that after this Qatar one, you really can start looking at it and saying, okay, you've been playing overseas, you've been playing in Champions League. Now we actually need to go out and compete because, like I said, I felt like the the World Cup we were in, the last one we were in, I thought we played well. I just thought, I felt like the midfield just it wasn't there for us, and and for me, the coach picked the wrong he picked the wrong team from the jump, and we still got that far. So.
0: Because you, um, you bring up a good point, and it's going seg- to segue my, uh, into the next question. And, Hunter, if, if you don't mind uh, picking this up, do, have we relied, I guess, with the Dempsey's, the Donovan's, the, in my opinion, Josie uh shouldn't be playing. Uh, the past couple of either, you know, have Calf, we have not, we have not um, I'm not saying rely, but not actually brought up the youth that we should have, you know, bringing them into the club. I know there was... God, they're, 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 they fell off from the last one. I forgot the kid that played for a, a German team. Uh, God, uh, I forgot his name. Anyways, he I, he's been non-existent. He played for Bayern Munich, one of the German teams. Uh, we Munich. had
1: Wood that was also playing in, yeah. in the German league as well.
0: No, but the kid yeah. from Bayern Munich, he was a um, God. What was the kid's name? Uh, he's half. He was half a German, half a half a American. Anyways obviously I forgot his name because he hasn't he hasn't shown anything uh, to us in the world stage um, is it the fact that you know we for so many years we relied on the oldie but you know, goody kind of a player and that's why we haven't advanced that's why we missed the last World Cup um, and we are getting to this you know this new crop of player that um, might take us like EC said in deep into the finals especially with the more with the more game time they're getting with their club with club teams, like you brought up Diva, uh, Giovanni uh, Reina, uh obviously Pulisic, uh, hopefully this desk kid at Barcelona. Um, uh, who else? I mean, there's. I mean, we have a plethora of kids playing overseas, even not on big clubs, on smaller clubs as well. Um, is that? I mean, are, is it good that we're getting away from, like I said, the oldie but goodie, the the, the the like the Josie outdoors of of uh, of of their of our age.
2: Yeah, I think if you, if you look back, there was a, they call it the lost generation. So after uh, Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, kind of Josie Altador, that era, there's a big gap in, in as far as advancement, right? So we had guys like Breck Shea, uh, Juan Aguadelo, that were supposed to be the next crop of U.S. superstars. And, and really nobody from that group, guys that are about the 26 to 27-year-old age now, really missed the mark and so we had a huge gap there i mean we had the olympics kids not even qualifying or not even doing well in that so we, we really didn't have much of a choice right we had to trot these guys back out there we had no Marcus other option it's like he's yeah, like 40 I
0: mean, BC years old
2: <laughs> yeah bc's as old as i am and he, he was still getting minutes a year or two ago so it you touched on the academy guys, so yeah, we do, we do have guys like Pulisic and Reina and, and McKinney and Adams that are all, I mean, Pulisic's 22, Reina's 17, McKinney's 22, Adams 21, Dest is 19. I mean, these are guys that can literally play in the next three World Cups and be at their peak. Mm-hmm. I mean, the next World Cup's going to take us over the next 10 years, so Reina's going to be 27. And at the the third World Cup from now, but I mean, you, it's not only that, but you've got guys, we've got over, he's probably 120 to 150 American kids in academies overseas right now. And these aren't third level Norwegian sides. I mean, we've got guys at Bayern, Atletico, Barcelona, Leicester city, Ajax, PSV, Dortmund, just kids that you haven't even heard of yet because Polisic was the next star. And then, I mean, Giovanni Reina came out of nowhere and has just been playing lights out. So it's taking some of the focus away on what politics doing. But like you talked about, if, you know, this is a USA kid that did really well for Chelsea. I mean, he had four or five games in a row where he was man of the match. If he may not even be our best player on the U.S. national team come qualifying, think about what that what that can do for for everything else. Um it's like I said, it's it's a great time to be a fan. Uh the coach maybe is gonna be our biggest weakness that, in all honesty.
0: That's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna bring up that next question. Uh coaching. It's just obviously we wanna hit it out of the park with coaching. Uh Klingsman, you know, it was you know, he was you know, people have their thing, but I think he had the right you know, building grassroots. You know his movement. If if, if 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 I think that's probably his best legacy. Am I am I wrong to say that? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think he started off really on the wrong foot with the whole Landon Donovan thing.
0: That's
1: horrible. I I'll there never forget for no that
2: no win situation. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Granted, Landon was not in peak physical, you know, <laughs> condition for that. But still, just for for lack of a better word, the nuts alone to be able to do yeah. something unheard of in, in an 80th minute when you needed it, right? Yeah. Um, Halter is not the sexy pick, uh, considering who we've been linked with in the past. I mean, he's had some pretty failed experiments, like trying Tyler Adams at, at, at right back in this converted right back, center defensive mid situation. But he's also shown that, okay, this didn't work. I'm not going to stick with it and try it. Uh, he also definitely likes the youth, as we saw in the last uh, the last game they played in February. So, yeah, he's not the best man for the job. But if he can stay out of his own way, the team has more than enough talent to, to accomplish big things. Uh, Jesse Marsh uh, coaching in, uh, in Austria would have been my pick. I mean, this guy's been in U.S. Men's National Team camps. He played in the MLS, playing champion or coaching Champions League uh, football. Huge. I mean, there was there was rumors two years ago that uh, Marcelo Bielsa was interested in the job. Really? And, and if you hear about him in international circles and what he's done at Leeds and what he's done uh, internationally. That would have been amazing to have that. Yeah. But, you know, even with Burhalter being the guy, you know, there's there's two things on that. He's got enough talent to make up for whatever bad decisions he could possibly choose. And two, I feel like you have guys like Ernie Stewart and Brian McBride kind of right in the ship with U.S. soccer. I I don't think they're going to be afraid to make changes if need be, right? And we've got enough youth to attract quality coaches.
0: Brian McBride, he's in more of an executive role, am am I correct? He
2: is the general manager, and Ernie Stewart is a sporting director, basically, and and. Like I said, these are guys from my youth that I grew up watching play, but you can't forget, Ernie Stewart came through the Ajax system. He came through development. He came through training. He came uh, all through their kind of office guys and saw how they work it, and they're they're famed for their development of youth. <laughs> so that gives me a lot of hope with, with what he can do, and just it, it, those guys bring back the old, we're not the most talented, we're not the fastest we're not the most technical guys but we are going to beat you and run into you and run forever the entire 90 minutes and and give it everything that they had for the u.s which i think we need a lot more of that after the last world cup qualifying disaster that we had
0: something clean got away from right that you know yeah. that that uh, I guess you could say the American mentality. Uh, we're gonna you might beat us. You're technically gifted, but you're not gonna outwork us, and that's what. Um, I oh, think yeah. That, that's what I think that has been uh, our, our our calling card uh, as an, as American national team. Um, yeah, I think Cleansman
2: <laughs> um, was about four years too early. In, in all honesty, oh. I, I was a huge. I mean, I literally owned <laughs> the web address getklinsman.com because I was that big of a fan really? of bringing him. Yeah, shit you not of bringing him in. Now we didn't have the talent pool that we have now mm-hmm. to where he would be able to introduce the system that he wanted. Now we have it. Now we have the youth and he could have built that system over four to five years and really developed. But, you know, it's, it's a big, what have you done for me lately? And if you can't even qualify for the world cup to conquer calf, then yeah, you're just, you're not going to stick around very long. No,
0: no, no, you're not. Uh, regarding, regarding the young talent. Uh, we talked about the old guard. Okay, we're gonna sleep. You know, they've done they've done the, their service. Um, a lot of these guys are playing overseas, like you said, one hundred and twenty something. How many players?
2: Uh, oh yeah, one hundred and twenty plus guys in academies okay. over there.
0: Are we getting away from getting MLS? Because it seemed like uh, there was a period in time in in, uh, in 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 USA football that we focused on bringing up MLS players. I'm not I'm not saying this is a bad moniker. Obviously, because, well, yeah, I am actually saying bits of bad, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad mugger. It's
2: tough, man, because it's our league, you know? I mean. Oh, it's, your, it's our
1: league, but it's not the best league. And I think the one thing that Juergen said that I did like was that we do need to have our, our guys playing overseas. He was right about that. And I think no disrespect to the MLS. It's a young league. Is What is it, 25 years? And you're going up against these foundations that have been over 100 years plus that have got the recruitment in place and have the money in place to go out and get the best players. So I don't I don't think that the MLS is a, the crappiest league in the world by I far. I think saying, it's I up and coming. <laughs> it's a, I know you didn't. I'm just saying it's an up and coming league. <laughs> but I don't think any kid coming out of college, if you go to the MLS as opposed to going to Germany or going to the Dutch League, or even going to the Premier League, I don't think that kid that went to the MLS is that good of a player yet. Doesn't mean he can't. Doesn't mean he can't be 18, 19 years old and all of a sudden he hits. I mean, look, I know he's not ours, but you look at Alphonso Davies, he goes to MLS, he plays his butt off. I know he plays for Canada, who's never going to do anything, but he jumped out of that system and he's one of the best left backs in the world right now. So It can happen where the MLS can produce talent. Mm -hmm. I just think that we need to be pulling our kids from, to to Hunter's point, kids that are already overseas, playing Champions League football, playing week in, week out against the best.
2: Oh, yeah. And and I think for the first time ever, and we'll see it next month, uh, which we'll touch on, but I think for the first time ever, our best 11 is made up of entirely European players, right? And these aren't mm-hmm. guys that are just training with these guys. These are guys that are putting minutes in every week at some of the biggest clubs. It's at, at some of the best world, uh, uh, best best teams in the world, right? I mean, you've got you've got the Premier uh, Premier League coverage, You've got Syria. You've got La Liga. You've got Bundesliga. But then you also got guys like uh, Reggie Cannon that just transferred to Boavista in Portugal that came from MLS. Right. Was an FC Dallas guy. FC Dallas is known for developing young talent. Um, and then, I mean, if you, if you even look in the last two weeks, this guy, Caden Clark, that literally came out of nowhere. I, I like to think I'm pretty well versed in youth. This guy came on the scene, signed his first contract the night before, played for Red Bulls, scored a banger, played again the other night, scored another banger. And it's already in his contract rumored that he's moving to uh red bull Leipzig in january of 2022 this kid's like 17 years old really? so mls can play a big role um with guys like Tyler Adams came from mls yeah uh, but these guys are able and they're getting a little more creative and being able to move overseas at at the 16 to 18 year old range um because there is there is some Legal stuff they yeah, have to that, to yeah. get through to go overseas and play right yeah, as yeah. far as minutes with national teams
0: cetera. I think you have to be sixteen um, to transfer uh, at sixteen years old to get to transfer for an academy, to academy if you're overseas player. That's what to the, go thing, overseas. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's I mean even if you're a French player going to United, uh, you have to be at least a, a certain age at yeah. the age sixteen. Now,
2: if you if you have a passport, yeah, uh, passport. through them, then you can go at sixteen instead of eighteen like Polisic did, like uh, Giovanni Reina did. Um, but it's, it's, it's huge. Now you touched on some of the old guard, right? We have these young guys in there that, that we want to develop as leaders, but we do have a good mix of guys that are maybe a little bit older, uh, guys like Tim Marine. I mean, still playing in the premier league was like, like uh, Fulham's player of the year last year. Uh, I hate to say it. Matt Miazga is one of the it. old, guard now, right? He's, yeah. he's been loaned out so many times with Chelsea. Um, but Matt Miazga brings something to the team. He brings that, you know, this shit isn't going to stop. I'm not going to put up with it. The stare down in Mexico that he had. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin, who we thought was mm-hmm. the answer <laughs> on outside back, has just become forgotten. And he's not old either. He's just – we our talent has just surpassed where he is.
0: Yeah, because he was like um, – he came from – But a, even like Mike – He played for Newcastle. He's playing for Newcastle. Sorry, oh, and Yedlin. And it was like, we thought yeah, he, he was, he was he like was
2: frozen out there. Yeah.
0: So, but yeah. no,
2: I mean, there's, there's still like Michael Bradley, Brad Guzon. I mean, Josie Altador. I mean, do they still have a role to play? Uh, I think absolutely. Uh, I, I do think you bring in someone like Josie Altador no, no, At least no, into camp. No. Well, well, hold on. You got to hear me out on this. So, I, I,
1: I agree with Hunter because I think that was the thing well, that we had with Donovan, where you don't have to start the kid. But being in the locker room and being able to slap a young 22-year-old kid upside the head and saying, look, you're bigger than this. This moment's not bigger than you, and you'll be fine. You have to have that. It doesn't mean Jose needs to leave the line, but it's fine to have Jose in a camp and say, hey, look it. This is how you train. This is how you perform. This is how we act when we're on the road. I don't think they need to play anymore. If I've got a striker who's better and he's 22 years old, then play him by all means. However, there's something to be said about having – someone in the locker room that's going to sit a young kid down and say listen you need to calm the hell down we're not going to have iceland uh, models in the room we're not going to be doing these things stupid we're going to relax we're here to do we have a job to do be a professional this is how you're supposed to act so i i agree with hunter i i think you have to have those guys in your camps even on your team at times you know to be able to have those younger kids say hey look at This is the guy that's gonna rally the troops when things aren't going the best way that they're supposed to be going.
0: Hunter, uh, finish your statement, please.
2: (laughs) So guys like Michael, I picked Michael Bradley, Braguzan, and Josie Altador for a reason as an example. So Michael Bradley in his prime was the teeth of the midfield, right? He was not he was the guy that's gonna hit a forty yard ball to somebody and he was was the guy killing it. Yeah, exactly. He was the little general. I mean that's what they called him at Roma. So just the tenacity uh, that he had, and, and the same thing with Jose Altador. I know he's had injuries and he's got this, but he is a big physical forward. And so I said these guys to maybe teach some of these younger guys, like Josh Sargent. I mean, he's a skinny little bitty kid that plays in the Bundesliga. He needs to add some bulk to his frame. He needs to add some physical to his game. All these guys have the finesse. They have the talent. They have the technical ability. But I want to see – the old style, and I'm talking older than them. I'm talking uh, like Pablo Mastroeni playing for the national team. To where you may run past me, but the ball's going past, or you're going past. They're not both going past. Someone's not making it past me. Mm-hmm. And just the physical nature that they played in, and and you and you, you have it with Burholtzer and Brian McBride and Ernie Stewart being there as well. But the sense of pride for playing for the U.S. and the sense of fight. I mean, just this is our house. We're not going to be disrespected. I'm going to go into your house, and I'm going to embarrass you in front of your country. I think we still need some of that. And like I said, I'm not saying Michael Bradley is going to play 65 minutes in the first uh, qualifier, but if you can bring Michael Bradley into camp for a week or two and then send him back to his club, there's absolutely nothing wrong with him showing these guys how you prepare for a game, what meals you need to eat, when you need to eat, what time you need to go to bed. It's kind of a mother figure, unfortunately, but they can still do stuff, man. They, no, they no. still have a small role to play.
0: You know, the the. I think that'll be a slap in the face. I'm going to bring you in for camp, and uh, it's like a – it's like Bull Durham, right? A hey, A hey, Crash Davis. I'm gonna bring you in. Uh, I just need you to get this kid ready, and then you know what? Oh, the kid's already moved up to the big leagues. Uh, here's your walking papers. I mean, it's that I just that that role. I don't see um, they um, uh, 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 Bradley doing that. I, even on. I, I mean, I'm, I I'm, uh, I liked him, um, and uh, I'm but I've never been. Yes, I, I'm prejudiced about Jose Altidore. I never thought he was a great striker um and, I, and when i say prejudice i know people probably think the worst no i just i just uh i just um right i mean it's probably the wrong word i should have said uh it's yeah just, yeah I, definitely not pc <laughs> not pc but it's just i just didn't i always thought why is this guy getting pt when we have people behind him that can actually produce and but maybe it's because like you said uh, he was the big physical, strong uh, striker, and he just never really—he never—he just never really took off, you know, for my—you know, for my taste. I thought the—I uh, thought he, when he was in the lineup, and you know, I mean, Al, even an old Clint Dempsey, I thought could have probably done a lot better uh, at that position, uh, or Oof. you know, uh, than he did. But you know what? What do I know, you know, y'all know more about American football than I do, uh, so I'll defer that uh, that that question to y'all. <laughs> Um all right <clears throat> we've already named several um several players that we are that, that are on the world stage right now Pulisic, you said Reina obviously we didn't nobody I guess you did not the, the general mass people uh knew of uh, Giovanni Reina uh obviously Claudio Reina's son um are most of these kids and you said it they have dual passports they can come up to the academy of dual passports are most of these kids, and and this is going to get to, are they American born or are they not American born? They have you know you know dual you know dual parents or whatnot. Are the most of them homegrown? and was is what I want to say. Are we doing a better job here in the United States promoting the game? Like EC's daughter, I mean EC's daughter, uh, is it Heaven? No, it's um, Larissa, right? Larissa. Larissa. You know, she's, you know, she's playing for club team. She's playing for these, uh, these, these, these traveling teams. I think you, you see, you said, uh, she's, she was getting looked at a, at a, at a, at a college with a month or, or before the Corona hit, you know, she's getting looked at at some clubs. Are we doing a better job here in the States promoting the game like we do with American football, like we do with baseball, or are these kids basically growing up overseas um, like we had uh, with I know Cleman, Cleansman brought the the Brooks guy in John Brooks um, Ted uh, the other one that played for um, uh, he plays for Vernon Brandon got uh, got what's his Chandler uh, are we bringing these kids that have already basically grown up grown up in that environment uh, What is your opinion on the state of, 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 of youth soccer and and the development and the investment that hopefully that Cleansman has made and hopefully it's coming good now
2: oh yeah i think like when i was you know granted this was 20 years ago when i played the only chance you had of getting noticed was through odp right olympic development program that's all we had down here you play on an odp team you got seen you got picked up to play uh now we have not only mls we have usl and we have so many uh uh teams overseas that have taken an interest in some of our MLS teams and developed some kind of cross training system. Uh, even, uh, even the, the team in Kieran Corpus, right? This is a lowest level of soccer that you can really play professionally. I guess you could call it. I mean, they they have a training regimen that they've adopted from, from Bayern Munich and they have Bayern Munich sponsorship to help guide them on these type of things. So if you see it, there is it we're building these guys up purely in the U S or if they're coming from Europe, I think it's a combination of both, right? So Giovanni Reyna has been all over the world uh, in his young 17 years, but at the same time, who's his dad? It's just Claudio Reina. There was never a question of him playing for any other country. Obviously uh, Pulisic came from Pennsylvania, man. He played in Hershey PA <laughs> and was able to move over to Germany uh, because he, he carried the dual passport. Uh, you guys, like I said, Reggie Cannon came up through MLS. This dude had, did not was, – wasn't born anywhere else, didn't do anything anywhere else, came through Dallas' academy and and did what he needed to do and, and finally got a, a move overseas. You've got uh, – even not even looking at these big high-name guys, like Mark McKenzie is a guy with Philly that came through MLS, came through U.S. soccer youth that is starting to get looked at. He's, he's a center back that scored a banger like two nights ago. Definitely Google that. Uh, George Campbell was a guy with Atlanta, young kid. Uh, Brendan Aronson is is my new guy to follow right now. Uh, plays in MLS, rumored to be moving to uh, Red Bull Salzburg in, uh, in Austria here soon, which is where Jesse Marsh coaches. Uh, so you, you're seeing it. I mean, you've got guys all over the place coming from all walks of life developing. Yes, some <laughs> is international, some is in MLS, some is playing in USL right now. Um, which is great i think it's a good mix i think usa has done a lot to promote the youth compared to when i was playing and give them options so it's it's only going to get better from here especially with the guys that are in academies overseas already
0: you see uh since you're i mean i know and we're not talking women's soccer but uh do you see the the growth of promoting uh promoting soccer amongst the youth since your daughter is actually uh is you know in a club team traveling team
1: yeah, it's a, and it's 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 only grown. My son played um academy ball um and at that point, I want to say early early 2000s, that's when we first started to see kind of the MLS uh adopt the academy uh uh programs. And even to when he got into high school, um early 2000s for him, we had a kid that was on the um they were Kansas City, I can't remember what they were before they were sporting KC, but, uh, he the actually wizards. went the wizards, right? Yeah. <laughs> he actually went to their, uh, academy and played. And it's, it's literally the same setup that they have, um, overseas where you go to school, you play soccer and the, the, the dream is to obviously get to the, uh, to the number one side. So, um, with, with boys, um, it's there with girls, it's growing. Obviously our women's team is absolutely amazing. Um, but we still have, um, that college system, which it's great for parents because they're, you know, they're paying for a, an education if you can get them a scholarship. But if you look at a strictly overseas model, a lot of the kids, you grow up in that area. So say you're from Manchester, or say you're from Chelsea, that, that club can look at you at the age of five mm-hmm. and say, Hey, we'd like to give you a chance to come play for us at the age of five, literally. So yep. it is different in that sense. Um, we have, like I said, a college system set up where if you have a young kid, You know, you're going to go to these camps. Matter of fact, we're going to one in Houston um, this weekend. And there's, you know, instead of Chelsea and Manchester sitting there, there's Georgia Tech, BYU, North Carolina. They're all sitting there watching these girls play soccer. So it's there. And don't get me wrong. I mean, if there's a young kid, a a young boy who's a really good, you know, kid, those colleges, yeah, they'll look at them. But they're also going to get looked at by the Barcelonas. By the real madrid's they do get looked at every once in a while i'll see a kid from the states even here in oklahoma we had a kid um, that has barcelona basically travels around uh the united states and they do these camps and if you perform well they'll give you an opportunity to go to spain and actually try out for whatever age you're at to, to be able to develop and and, and eventually hopefully you know yeah. make it so to to Hunter's point, some of the kids are homegrown. I think Tyler Adams is also another New York kid, but then you have kids like Dest, who are from the Netherlands, who you know understand you have that dual citizenship. Where are you going to play? You're going to play for the Netherlands, maybe. You're going to play for the States, probably, especially if you are getting a chance to play for Barcelona. And if you if you guys have not seen him, he's my favorite young up and comer. Um, the way he plays on the wing, um, and I, it's almost like he could play winger. And he's so fast. He connects so well. Um, just just one of my favorites to watch play. I wish he would get more time. Um, and that's kind of my kind of my my shtick with, with a lot of the kids overseas. That's why it's so great to see Reyna actually getting out there and playing and getting real minutes and getting real time because to be that young is amazing. But no, the, the development that that we're doing, it's only growing. You gotta remember, like I said earlier, MLS is twenty five years old. You know, you're competing against these established brands, hundred year old brands. Um, who, like I said, pick these boys up when they're five, six years old and, 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 and develop them. So kind of playing behind the eight ball just a little bit.
0: Okay. We already talked where we see ourselves in the next World Cup. You've already stated that. Give me a player. Uh, we already talked about uh, Pulisic, uh, Reina. Um, who's the next big thing? I mean, with you obviously you see you said that. These guys have been uh, at the big clubs. McKenzie, I didn't know this guy, Weston McKenzie, who he was. And again, I'm like, but it was made a big deal. The guy, you know, you know, Pierlo, Andrea Pierlo, called this guy. You know, hey, I want you on my team. And now he's playing for, unfortunately, he has a coronavirus now. But now I'm going to follow the guy. I'm going to follow the guy because, hey, he's at, a, he's at a big club. You know, and I'm, a, I'm the – I'm a silly American, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna say it. I'm, I'm not like I'm not like you, Hunter. I'm not like who you, see. I, I I prejudiced about American football. I am, uh. But yet we're seeing more and more, more more kids playing in the big clubs overseas. We're seeing we're seeing that. I don't watch MLS. I don't. I just can't. I I just. Too slow for me. It's like Mexican soccer. It's too slow for me. It is, oh. it is bad. it's bad, dude. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. chest. Um, <gasps> you know, they would chess. Yeah. They would
2: that was, a, that was aggressive. That was a little aggressive.
0: Um, it's just it's it's just I I have a hard time watching it. And maybe Maybe it's just because I'm a fanboy. I don't know. Maybe it's because I like big names. I'm a flashy, bright lights. I don't look at substance, uh, that, you know, or whatnot. But I just can't get into it. Uh, I would like to get into it. Obviously, when uh, uh, when we play every confac and uh, and the World Cup, uh, we had those household names. Like I said, Dempsey, uh, Landon Donovan. Uh, back in the day, we had Brian McBride was uh, one of my. Um, I liked the guy because he was just tenacious. Uh, he was a pit bull. Yeah. In the midfield, uh, I'm sorry, midfield uh, at the forward position. It's just you know we played for Fulham, and then Dempsey when he played for Fulham. When I got into football, uh, Clint Dempsey was uh, still at Fulham, and you know it's just his uh, you know the way he played. You know he's pissed. He played mean. I like that. I like that kind of player. And and like you said, Ty, uh, Hunter, um, I'm hoping we get back to that uh, mean player, and uh, that that the type of American attitude of uh, we don't put up a shit. He was a Texas boy. Um, huh? He yeah. was a
1: Texas.
2: I, I, I will say, I have been scored on by Clint Dempsey in a tournament.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy.
2: <laughs> that's my claim to fame.
1: That's a good uh, no, one. No,
2: I, I think you're seeing it. If you, if you watch Ballistic when he plays for Chelsea and just the confidence that he has, and uh, I can't remember the game, but Chelsea was down, I think 1-0 or 2-0, and he scored a goal to either tie it or bring it close. Just to see the way that he did it, you know, he he wasn't excited to score. He had a fire with him and grabbed the ball at the back of the net and basically told everybody, "Let's effing go!" Like, let it's time to play now. Like, clock in, do work. Let's get after this. And and you see, you're starting to see that with more and more people with the the attitude that we've been lacking. There was a big lack of of attitude going from your guys that would literally fight Mexico at the drop of a hat. Uh, to the guys that are just in awe of being on the field with some of these guys. Uh, I think we're in good hands. I think it's going to get there. I think MLS is playing its part in developing guys and and being seen. Um, It's fun to watch. And and I hate to name drop on this, but there's a website called tiger com, Right. And it is a multi forum. It's got all sorts of stuff, but it has a soccer board and they literally have uh, an entire forum That's dedicated to, Americans abroad, young Americans abroad, and it has the entire list of every single American that's under 23, where they're playing, and then every day somebody chimes in with, you know, this guy played 65 minutes uh, this last game, had an assist, and, and gives you highlights and tells you how they're doing. So, as uh, soon If you want to get into it, that's a good place to start, and it'll keep you updated as to where everybody is and what the rumors are and what they're doing. Uh, Because it's hard with guys playing all over the world now to keep up with with what's going on.
0: So maybe that'll bring you into the fold a little bit. I believe tigerdroppings.com is an LSU website. Is that correct? It is. It's correct. I'm a big Saints fan, so I'll call the
2: Saints. That's how I found it.
0: Uh, When you said that, I'm like, it sounds familiar. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah no they're they're massive they they've been known to solve crimes on their forum. I'm not even joking you will ruin your whole day. you will get nothing done at work at this website, but these guys are i mean they're way above my level as far as knowing who's where and what's going on uh It's a great place to start to start following guys that maybe are on nobody else's radar but this guy's, and and that's where they they find them. And sure enough, two years later, these guys are getting transferred to an academy overseas. So
0: good right, place Hunter, to start. All right, Hunter, I'll I'll, I'll uh, for you. And this only this is only the reason for you. I will visit. <laughs> I will visit that website.
1: I, I just uh, went and looked at it. Now I'm just kind of scrolling through. So I'm. I'm gonna... I
0: went to Texas A&M, so I cannot. I I'm gonna have to delete this out of the podcast. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any, I will not promote anything LSU, Tanner. But for you, Hunter, I you will. I'll, I'll, I'll go check out this web. because you know, as a, as a stupid American, as a abroad, that's what we have our our moniker, right? The dumb American. Um, I am that when it comes to football here in the states. I I, I am. I follow him every you know every. Um, Tournament, conf- 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 CONCACAF, I can't say the damn word, and World Cup, right? And obviously, you get these players. I didn't know anything other than Kristen Pulisic, and that's because Kristen Pulisic was an unknown coming. I'm not near circle, but for our, you know, the um, most yeah. of America, he was an unknown <clears throat> prior to the last World Cup. Uh, shit, I didn't fucking know Claudia Reyna's son played football. I should have, you know, guessed it, you know. Uh, but you know, um, you know, it's just things like that. I just don't, I mean, we, uh, most, I mean, people like me are casual American events. Cause what, you know why? And especially here in the States and maybe I'm just a minority. I'm not going to speak for the majority. It's just because again, uh, American football is crap, you know, compared to England, compared to Germany. Yep. And what I do like is the fact that, you know, it's, it's moving forward. And um, and again, the greatest legacy cleansman could have is building the grassroots. Uh, yeah. For that, uh, bringing like you said, European clubs like Bayern Munich. I know Manchester City, even though I hate it, pisses the shit out of me. They're investing more in United States in United States football than Manchester United, and that's making me mad. I know ECU and I talked about it. Where this is where Manchester United, Manchester City, can surpass Manchester United in world football, even though they don't have the history. Because that's all all Manchester United is doing is relying on their history, um, titles. Sir Alex Ferguson, George Best, uh, Matt Busby. These people, Man City, is, are investing in clubs here in the United States, obviously with NY uh, and, and NYFC, um, but yet in the grassroots. Because, uh, like you said, Corpus. Uh, don't they have a, uh, not an academy, but they also have an organization here in Corpus Christi um, yep. that, that that has a youth team that does try to develop. I don't, I mean, I don't hear that about Manchester United and it's unfortunate. Uh, and they, you know, they're, they're having t- they have teams in South America, Africa, uh, things like that. They're, they're investing in smaller organizations to help bring up that, you know, their, their brand and maybe uh, Man- Man- Manchester United may, I don't know Chelsea does the same, but uh, it's something that, that, that needs to that needs to happen. If we want to build football here, we need to let other teams like that have established history come over here, like Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Bayern Munich. You know these Borussia Dortmund, and you know and help ha- have them help us develop our youth because they have the name backing, right? If you have a kid that's good, and he's like, dude, hey, dude, he's gonna go to Madrid, uh, Real Madrid camp. Shit, man, I mean, who knows? You know, it'll it just it just creates buzz. It just creates it just creates um, um, uh, like buzz basically about that. So I mean, I'm glad. I'm that's one thing Cleansman did. Good was start investing in the youth because we are. I mean, you are seeing he is seeing the fruits of his labor, even though he's not here to see it. Uh, of all these kids uh, coming, um, you know, playing playing for the national team.
2: Oh, big time! Yeah, especially like you said, if if they start investing. So say. Say me, 20 years ago, I would start getting recruited by, hell, by Leeds, right? So we're all friends, and I'm getting recruited, and I'm playing Leeds development system. Well, what's that going to make you? That's going to make you a Leeds fan, and that's going to make EC a Leeds fan. That's going to make Huey a Leeds fan, and they're going to start watching more soccer and being more involved with it. So, yeah, I think they're starting to realize that USA is a huge growth potential. And, and, and they're starting to identify some of the key guys. But that's, that's the big thing about these guys that are in these academies. If you look at a lot of them, um, I'm a lot of lost for this guy's name. But so he plays for uh, Gladbach's under-19 team. He's the captain. You look at another American, he's the captain of their under-17 team. You look at another guy, he's the captain of their U-20 team. So you're starting to see not only the development of these guys getting access to higher-level training, but developing as leaders and being able to have that tenacity. And like y'all were, you know, I kind of pitched in a little earlier and listened to y'all talking about Man you to where if the ref makes a bad call or you feel like he's, he's sliding (laughs) your team in any way, you've got a group of eight or nine guys that are all captains for their club team. And they're playing for the national team. They're very vocal with not only the ref, but vocal with the other players that they're with or guys that are in the locker room. You're just creating a stronger, backbone of player by all these guys getting that experience so it's like I said you you can go down a, a US soccer youth rabbit hole and you will be there for hours with the amount of stuff now on the internet that you can see every minute that these guys play and the role that they're having in the academies
0: I'll make you that promise, uh, uh, Hunter. I'll make you that promise that in, in UEC because uh, I know you you'll hold me accountable and Hunter. Every time you come on, <laughs> you will hold me accountable as well. I'm going to educate myself on on, on a men's and men, men U.S. men's soccer, um, and it's because you know it. If we promote it, we promote it here. We promote it online. Uh, it's just only getting bigger. Well, well, Hunter, thank you very much for coming <laughs> on. Uh, I want you to stick around real quick because um, EC, EC, and I are going to make our predictions for our our, uh, our Manchester United lineups. And uh, I, I, and I have one thing to tell you: I'm only one point behind you in fantasy. You understand that? A rookie <laughs> like my has a rookie <laughs> like me, a rookie like me is in fourth place. How the hell does that happen? And you can't tell me you I don't I don't know what? my shit, I- right?
2: I'm telling you, you, we're what? Four games in, five
0: games I'm, into the I'm season. I'm whooping ass. Let's put it that it's way. It's a long. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> hey, you want me, hey, do you want me? To, do you want me to tell you the, who I picked up? You want me to tell you I picked up? I got Hames, Hunts, uh, San. I mean, I'm. I, you know what? I, t- I told Matt I'm gonna take an eight-point deficit in this next game. I'm gonna take an eight-point deficit and I'm gonna still whoop some ass because I've have, I've have, I have gamers now. I know. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm playing it. Uh, we'll, we'll
2: see. We'll, we'll see
0: uh, <laughs> at the winter break. We'll see where we're all at. <laughs> a like rookie. It. I'm a rookie guy. I'm a rookie man. Golly. Anyways, EC. Man, uh, Manchester United has uh, Newcastle United. At two, uh, I believe two p.m. It's a late game. It's it's kind it's of a. Game, yeah. I'm kind of having a juggle. Uh, Manchester and A um, and M plays at three o'clock, so I'm obviously going to finish the Manchester game and you know just watch A and M score on my phone. So, um, you said Bruno's playing. What what is our lineup and w- <laughs> what are we going to do? I mean, are we going to get out of this funk? I'm telling you right now, because I know this manager,
1: Gary McGuire is going to play. <laughs> Aaron wan is going to... I'm telling you, Linda Loft's going to play. Shaw's going to play. Pogba, Matic, uh, Rashford. I think the only change you're going to see is you'll see James play, you'll see Rashford up front, and you'll see Greenwood on the other side. He's not going to change anything up, dude. I'm telling you. He, that, even though I know and you know, and Hunter, I'm you probably know, me. this guy's life is on the line. He's not he does not have the mental capacity to say, oh, man, we just got Tellez in. We know Shaw can play center back and played really well. Why don't we play Tellez at his natural position and let and let uh, Tellez play out there on the left? He's not going to do that. How, maybe, even, maybe, though, even though Harry Maguire's been crap forever for the past at least month, he'll still play him. He'll still give him the arm man as well. Guaranteed he'll be out there playing. Wamba has been crap. Why don't you give Why don't you give Brandon Williams a go. chance over there on his natural position, which is at the right side? He won't do it. Saka will be out there hanging out. Pogba's been playing like crap. You, you think he's going to set him down and put Van Beek in? No. Donny's going to come off the bench late, and I I think it's going to be very difficult to beat Newcastle, who run a straight up four four two smash mouth right in your face. Getting after the center backs, which we both know they're not playing very well right now. And I don't think he changes anything. So, like I said, my lineup's Aaron Wan-Bissaka. This is what I think he's going to do, not what I would do. But Aaron Wan-Bissaka will be on one side. Lindelof next to McGuire, next to Shaw. You're going to have, I think he'll go Dan James. Not Dan, I'm sorry, let's get to midfield first. I think he'll go Matic, Pogba, and Bruno. And then I think he goes Mata, Rashford up top,
0: and Greenwood beside him.
1: I think that's what he's gonna do. I, sadly, I, obviously,
0: I, I do. Um, uh, uh, first of all, sorry, Hunter, I'm, I hate to, to to cut in, but do you want to chime in on the lineup? Or what do you, even as a Chelsea fan, and and I don't want to I don't want to like say uh, I told you so uh, my predictions because you call me crazy at the beginning and I take offense at, uh, at the beginning of season. I called you call me crazy. I'm gonna let you chime in. About uh, about Manchester United's lineup, uh, what do you think? What I mean is, he see right? I mean I, I mean,
2: I think he's pretty close to right. I do. I think you get uh, Van de Beek starting this week. I, I, can I hope almost you're right. It. I can what, almost I guarantee right. it. Who's going to sit? Going. I, I think I think he's pretty close. Like I said, De Gea, Juan Bissaka, I, I think Maguire plays. I, I, I do. Next to Lindelof, Telles gets to start. Uh, almost like a. 4 2 in transition. I mean, I think you're going to have Pogba, Madich, uh, Van de Beek, Greenwood, Fernandez, and Rashford.
0: So, Fernandez plays what, off the right or left?
2: He, he usually has that kind of free to roam.
1: Exactly. Right? Exactly. Just does whatever the hell he wants to do. It's mm-hmm. not ta- it's not a tactic. He's a I, false nine. I, I, I'm, He's kidding? not you a see, false
0: nine. You see, I'm telling. You, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm you sorry. know, you're right. I I told you. I've been telling you. I'm kind of like already teetering off the Ole out. I'm, I'm teetering on the out bandwagon. I'm sorry. Um, we a we a long, didn't even we, we didn't get we didn't get to the poach rumors and what, what those are just rumors. So we're not. <laughs> I'm not going to entertain that. You know. Um, but I'm I'm starting to. Say, it's like I mean, because you and I talk you see off the line we talk online offline we text each other and it's like why doesn't he do this why does he do that i agree with everything probably you're saying about the lineups and both y'all i agree you know why because he's on his ass is in the hot seat after the transfer window a lot of people are looking at what i'm talking about the poach out rumors they're saying you know like they're i mean it's already rumored that what uh God, what's the name? The Allegri, uh, was it Conte? Not Conte. Allegri, Allegri, Mac- Allegri uh, is rumored also uh, as a coach replacement. Nothing's been confirmed that he's been contacted, but he's he said that he would like to come to United and coach. Uh, obviously, the Mercio um is out there still. Uh, that kind of that, thats a big question mark. Why a coach like that, like he's a wanted a coach, is still out there? Not you know, doesn't have a job yet. Uh, but that's that's a topic for another day. He's on the hot seat. Ola is uh, the 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 English press is is gonna eat him up. And when you're on the hot seat, what is he gonna do? All reliable. He ain't gonna do anything new, especially when it comes to Newcastle. Newcastle is an attacking team, and what is he gonna do? Sit back to what got him there. You're right, Basaka, Lindelof, uh, Maguire and Shaw. I mean, he's not gonna play Teias Teias. Uh, which he should play Bailly instead of Lindelof. Or he should play Shaw at center back and Sid McGuire. That's what he should do. Um, he's going to play old-ass Matic uh, at, at defensive mid, Pogba sitting back at quarterback playing those long balls like E.C. loves, and Bruno doing what he wants in the middle. That's what he's going to do. Um, the uh, the only change I think he's going to do is put Greenwood up top, Dan James on the right, and, Ma- and Marcus Rashford on the left. That's the only change because we. Um, I doubt he's going to start Igualo. and uh, that's kind of like a. If I know, wouldn't
1: start Igalo.
0: No, no, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think <laughs> Igualo's going to, you know, a starter. <laughs> I'd rather see. Uh, I'd rather see Greenwood in his natural position. I think is smart enough to do that because that's you know Greenwood. It, he even said it. Greenwood is the best. Uh, is the best striker the end of the, is the team? What, what what is his quote? Greenwood is the best he finisher. Said he's the best finisher, finisher in the, the club. Team. And he's never played him at the nine, not once. Well, because your boy plays there, that's why your boy it doesn't the, matter. Or Tony, it can, it uh, Tony the Tiger game. plays at at, at, you at can, striker. You could
1: at least try him at a, a twenty-three cup goal, game. goal man plays
0: at striker. The most consistent, inconsistent man plays at striker. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm just
1: it. saying, as our coach, <laughs> if you say that he's the best finisher, even in a crappy cup game, the kid still hasn't gotten a start at the nine position. Yeah, he, he plays
0: he plays a goal You're right, uh, but this is not a crappy cup game. This is a uh, this is, Newcastle. This is a must win. It's exact. It is. It is because we've only got 3 points in the past 3 games with a game ahead, in hand,
1: We're in 16th place, dude.
0: Hey, I, I, again Taylor says I'm the most must pes- win. I'm the most pessimistic Manchester United fan, but I speak the truth, Taylor. That's 100. You know, <laughs> I speak the truth, all right? That's what I do. All right, guys. Um, thank you again. Uh, okay, go. Oh, my bad. Real quick, before I go, uh, quick prediction. Goal score or the goal uh, score? Score prediction. Easy. I'm going one-one, man. Okay, Taylor. Three-two. Who? Uh,
2: I, I'm not going to go that far with it. No, I think Man wins three-two.
0: Man U wow. wins three-two. Okay. Good, man. Good on you. I got two-one Manchester United. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> oh. And yes. Greenwood's on the score sheet. And Greenwood gets me two goals. Well, I hope you and, guys are right and I'm wrong. And Greenwood gets me two goals because I dropped his ass the last week. Uh, last week in fantasy, and that's gonna. You dropped him in fantasy? Yeah, I dropped him in fantasy. I had to, Guaranteed had to. two goals. I guarantee, right? Guaranteed, Guaranteed <laughs> two goals. It's gonna be yeah. the it's gonna be, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, dropped, I dropped his you. ass. Oh, yeah, okay, and Hamas is gonna go on a drought, and Sam's oh, no. gonna go on a drought, and. <laughs> Uh, and Vardy's gonna go on a drought. So yes, you'd be surprised
2: right. how well you can control English football by playing. <laughs> it's, it's, puppet, it's
0: puppet strings, boss. It's puppet strings. Hey, I'm only doing it for the good of the club. I rather, I rather be a last place in my fantasy and have my club be at the top of the league. But all right, guys. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much to Hunter Taylor, L. Dirty Sanchez, or I'm sorry, L. Dirty. <laughs> L.
2: Dirty 19. 13. Man, it's 13. 13. 13. I'm sorry. So I keep saying
0: 19 <laughs> for it's some 13. reason. EC, uh, it's good to see you back healthy. Uh, good to be. Uh, good to hear your voice, see your face. Um. We had a great pod today. Uh, men's soccer, men's U.S. soccer. I'm going to start watching. I promise you guys. Thank you. I promise Thank you that.
1: Good. Get you an MLS game man. There was tons of games on this.
0: I mean, I'm, I might get that, uh, that. I might get that denim. That, that denim looking. Um, that jersey. That the that, that hunter. If they have it in a triple X, because they, I mean, I don't know, man. These boobies. These boobies that I have might it stretches <laughs> it too much. I got a guy
2: that can get you these, man. I got
0: a guy. Yeah, you got a guy that knows the guy. I understand. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. I might take you up on that offer. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, shout out again to Rono from the Rono's podcast. Mark Hutchison from the South Texas train wrecks, Victoria Mots of Ice uh, from Alice Wonderland Food Trucks. If you're ever in the South Texas area, uh, hit her up. Uh, Alice, Alice, and or Alice in Wonderland Food Trucks. Um, Axe Daddy's Throw House, uh, which is. Matt's brother. He has an axe throwing business in South Texas. Uh, If you want the rentals, go check him out on Instagram at Axe Daddy's Throw House, I think. But hey, Axe Daddy's, whatever. Look him up on Facebook, Google him, and Lucky Diaz, where you at? Well, I took Hunter and EC's advice about the U.S. men's national team, so I'm going to go into the World Cup 2022 like this. America.